WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN, it's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Thursday. It is a cloudy day. There might be a little bit of rain around, but it is going to be day two of the cricket. And we're here thanks to Fleet Network, of course, WA's Novated Leasing Specialists. Fleetnetwork.com.au to Frank and Ibo and to Maddie and Pickers and all the team. Thanks for being on board. I'm in the Toolkit Depot studio. My offsider, the main man of this show at this time of year. That's right. He looks very awkward. He's laid up in the lounge in Peppermint Grove. Uh, how are you feeling today? Let us talk about uh, Terrific. Yep. No, same as yesterday. Not a lot of change, but uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. God. Good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. Big big night. Did something big happen last <laughs> night? It's, I'm not sure, but something big happened last night. Uh, that would be, I think, uh, this little moment. And Australia will try and get it away. And they've got some space here. McGree plays it into the feet of Leckie. Leckie's one-on-one. Gets to the edge of the box. Cuts around. Back to his left. Leckie strikes. Matthew Leckie has put the Socceroos in front. Astonishing stuff. Matthew Leckie with a goal in the 60th minute. They have beaten Denmark. They are in through the next stage. Uh, They've had... Two wins. First time they've got six points to get to that stage. First time they've had two clean sheets. Graham Arnold, Matthew Leckie, and what about our man from Port Hedland, Scott? Yeah, our man. He's uh, claimed has, doesn't he couldn't even spell Port Hedland. He'd spell it wrong and couldn't point to it on a map. But he's ours. He's Harry Suter. Harry and uh, his mum, who was born in Port Hedland. And that's it. And. I think was on a plane a second that her mum was at a hospital that could take her somewhere. But anyway, she's from Port Edland. And we'll claim, where were you born, guys? You were born in Bunbury. Oh, Bunbury boy, yeah. Hello to all my friends listening down there. Did you say friends? Was that plural? Oh, actually, no, no one in Bunbury. (laughs) How long did you stay in Bunbury? Uh, A couple of years. Couple of years, yep. yeah. Bandack Road, Kerry oh, Park. You know, I go down there and have a visit of the old place when I go down to the trots of the races or catch up with. The, I do. They have a, a street parade and all that sort of stuff every year when I yeah. go down there. But yeah, it's yeah. either me or Natalie Bar. It's for Natalie Bar from Sunrise or me. Yeah, I, I think it's Natalie Bar. To be perfectly honest, but just ask um, Anyway, you've, you were longer there than Mrs. Sturry uh, in uh, Port Edmund, Yeah, so. very much so. Very <laughs> Harry Suter. <laughs> Suda. Suda. <laughs> yeah, had name change when they went to Scotland. Hey, uh, the Spanish call soccer better than most, I think. Have a listen. Oh, how, yeah. Listen how they call the Matthew Leckie goal. Brilliant That's amazing stuff. lung capacity, isn't it? It's a bit like Rex Hunt calling the, when the fat lady is sung. Yes, yes. Uh, brilliant. Hey, what about this? Uh, John says, morning, Scotty and Goss. Should Elbow come out this morning and do the old Bob Hawke-style speech for the employees of the Eastern States fans? Uh, of course. Uh, well, we do know that this was one of the great great moments, of course, uh, uh, when Bob Hawke said this uh, from the America's Cup. I know the boys were chasing this uh, some time ago. So here is Bob Hawke from the day that he was sitting at the Royal Perth Yacht Club
Club. Uh, I think Bruce Walker was down there from Channel 9 and uh, he produced this little gem. I tell you what, any boss who sacks anyone for not turning up the day is a bum. You have to work a bit harder the next day to make up. It's a day for all Australians, isn't it? It's a day brings us all together. Good on you, Bobby. Do you reckon we need Times that? Times have changed, though, Goss. No politician needs to come out and say that now. People just... Ah, oh, sorry, got COVID. <laughs> got COVID. Can't well, come in. Funny you should say that, because Fed Square... Oh, you've Square, been got it, have you? Have well, you got it again? COVID? Yeah. I reckon I've had it twice, yeah. <laughs> Not missed a single day. <laughs> It's so wrong to say that. It's just... It's so wrong. Sometimes that just creeps into my head during the day sometimes, because I've got to... Well, far too much time on my hands at the moment. I'm just, I'm just trying to analyse just how wrong that is. Yeah, I had COVID. Didn't miss a day of work as if it's heroic. <laughs> 13, 12, 55 or 0487 736 736. The temporary bedshed text line. Give us a text. Where did you watch? Did you get up or are you just watching the highlights? Have you woken up to the news? And what's your care factor for this? Even if you're not a world world game fan, surely this has tickled your fancy. It is an amazing achievement. But Graham Arnold, the coach, the, the, the doomsayer, Captain Grumpy, have a listen to him when they talk about celebrating this momentous occasion. How will you uh, em- em- uh, embrace the celebrations tonight, if at all? No celebrations. As I said to the boys, that's why we won after a great win against Tunisia. No celebrations, no emotion, sleep, no social media. Hmm. Sort of flies in the face of uh, Craig McRae style, doesn't it? Um, enjoy it. <laughs> don't enjoy that. Don't enjoy that. You've achieved nothing. Yeah. But I don't mind it. Like, keeps everyone focused, I suppose. But, gee whiz, mate. Have a little bit of fun with the stuff. Socials, of course, because there's no good can come from that when you're actually in a, a live tournament. But... Uh, Oh, wow, you've got to celebrate that inside. Very much so. Uh, so, SBS, courtesy of SBS, they've spoken to a lot of the Socceroos post-game, and we're going to start off, we're going to hear from the scenes that took place. Now, you mentioned that there was all those young boys, predominantly young men, at Fed Square in Melbourne. Can you paint the picture to our WA audience what Fed Square is and how big is it? it is? Oh, it's, a, it's a great meeting place and a lot of sporting events. You know, if, and if you've been over there for the footy, generally people, you know, people from interstate will walk through Fed Square on the way to the MC. It's a it's, they have the big screens there for all major sporting events, restaurants, bars all around it, and it's right opposite Flinders Street Station, so it's very very easy to get to. It's just a common meeting place. Okay, so the the fans have gone ballistic at three eighteen. There's been heaps of stuff posted on social media, uh, but here's some of the Socceroos who were told about the the post match celebrations after the, after the great win, and 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 here's here's the reaction from the players after the win over Denmark. Keeping people on their toes at two in the morning, and then you know, not just our dreams, but fulfilling fulfilling their dreams. Something that Australia's waited since 2006 for, you know, and that everyone speaks about that golden generation and what they achieved. And you know, I think we achieved something a little bit better. And I hope this sparks the next Tim Cahill, Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, Aaron Moy, or, or Matty Ryan. You know, I hope these things, or Matthew Lecky. You know, I hope this sparks that next kid, and I hope this gives kids in Australia the, the realisation that football is the number one sport. You know, that's the first thing we all checked when we came back and this, this, the celebrations, the videos, the flares. Mate, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, them scenes, you know, they wouldn't be out of place and, you know, anywhere across the world, South America, Europe, mate, even better. It's the best I've seen. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, just absolutely buzzing.
chaos, absolute chaos, chaotic scenes, flares, the whole lot, uh, lots of green and gold, and none of those kids. Well, I don't think they work anyway, most of those kids. But anyway, they won't be going to work no, today. It, it may just spark the next. Uh Harry Cool or Tim Cale, yeah. but I guarantee you none of them were at Fed Square last night. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Peacock was at the game in Doha. I've chatted with Adam Peacock earlier. He's got a very busy schedule, and uh, we'll hear from him a little bit later. We want to get your texts and your calls, 0487736736, or give us a call on the Toolkit Depot open line, 131255. Do you know what? Like, it, it certainly has now piqued my interest a lot more as well. Um, the fact that we've got... This is as far as we've ever been, isn't it? No, second time. Second time we've got this far. Second time we've, we've been there. Most, so the most points, we've, first time we've got ever six points in that stage and first time we've had two clean sheets. Yeah, so now, like, because a lot, a lot of the... Not beef, I don't want to be negative at all towards um, soccer today at all. I'll save that for another day. But, uh, you know, we, we've got through to a stage where we've been only once before and there's a lot of negativity towards the fact that we seem to have a about six or seven opportunities to qualify for the World Cup where a lot of other countries don't have that sort of luxury and we just get there and we're happy just to be there and, and that's it. And that's not the Australian way. That's not the way we go about our, our sport. But the fact that they've, they have actually achieved something now, it's, it, it's sort of piqued my interest as a non-soccer follower. And um, you know, so and and full res- full respect to them and, and congratulations to them. And I'll be really interested when they do. They've got Argentina. Yeah, Sunday, Ooh. Saturday night, Sunday Ooh. morning. Yep. Well, imagine Australia beats Argentina. They yeah. will burn that joint to the ground. Oh, great. Well, they will. They'll turn in Argentina. Oh, oh, so, sorry. oh sorry, Argentina. We've got to burn Fed Square to the ground. Oh, they'll probably do that too in celebrations. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember. I remember when. Did Greece, Greece win a, a European league? A, a special K will know this, a, or a World Cup match at some stage. And Lonsdale Street in, in Melbourne is a lot of you know Greek restaurants, and that's where they decided to meet. They won and tipped over about 12 cards and said fire to stuff. They were happy. <laughs> a bit out of <laughs> But control. Argentina wouldn't be the place to be if Australia rolls them, I tell you. Yesterday we were talking, Scotty, about, um, well, basically people who destroy lines and comments in, and, you know, sayings. Right? Yeah. yeah well, you're all over this. This and, is one of your little bugbears. Yeah, and, and I actually mentioned this one. We won't name the person just yet, but but, but there was, there was a, we checked, we said yesterday there was one particular saying <laughs> that people get wrong and we spoke there about it. There was an immediate offender, wasn't there? There certainly was. Can you believe the timing of this offence? Yeah. <laughs> and coming from this bloke You were all over it too, yeah, obviously it, being the, uh, the supporter of this organisation that you are. So Matthias Philippou uh, rocked up to the St Kilda Football Club uh, and did his tour and they posted on social media. Uh, Brendan Goddard welcomed him to the main group and was introducing the players. We'll play the long version. Here it is introducing Brendan Goddard, introducing Matthias Philippou, their number one pick at the Saints. Uh, if you don't know, if you've uh, been living on a rock, but this is uh, your new teammate from last night, Matthias Philippou, South Australian boy, um, obviously picked up at number 10 in the draft, but uh, first day at the club, so get around him. Everyone's been in this position before. Um, in your environment, so um, welcome to the club, mate, and his family are all here as well. Um, they're heading back to South Australia this afternoon, but he's chomping at the bit to get back and start preparing for the three carries. Said <laughs> next week, so yeah, welcome to the boys. Get around him. That was very nice by very yeah. nice by Brendan. Very nice introduction. And, made him feel. And hunted down if you haven't seen the hunted down because this guy's reaction just walking into St Kilda <laughs> into a rabbit was amazing. It was just like, 
Wow, yeah. I can't believe I'm here. And then he was meeting some of the players, and and the, then Lenny Hayes, Lenny Hayes goes, "Oh, good day, mate, Lenny." And he goes, "Oh, good day." Oh, oh, oh man, I know who you are. Uh, it was, it was just fan moment stuff. It was, it was brilliant. Uh, it was. He said, oh, "I remember you in '09 and '10. Oh, I remember watching you and poor Brennan got us standing like a shag on a rock. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you, but I remember you, Lenny. But anyway, so we just heard Brennan Goddard, and here is the folks' pate that he mentioned right here. He's chomping at the bit to get back in South Australia through Gary said. Tell you and up in arms, weren't you? He was chomping at the bit. Here we go, Brendan. He's chomping at the bit to get no, back in. No, Brendan, it's not chomping, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, one more time, Brendan. He's chomping at the bit to get no, back in South Australia through Gary said. But doesn't it? It seems to make more sense. I mean, what is champing? I mean, you know, it's what a horse does. It's what a horse does. It's, it's sort of gnawing. Gnawing at the bit. Don't, no, don't try and change so English chomping language. Chomping on it, mate. No, mate. Chomping you use your teeth. It's not actually <laughs> not biting. It's used, but it's mouth. But it's champing. It's mouth. It just uses its gums. It's, yes, it's mouth. <laughs> you learn something every day. Stick with me. Just stick with me, yeah, and you will go places. Yeah, going to get me on in life. I'm telling you, this is these are taking me places. Yeah, I agree. Because you mm. know what? The circles that you keep in your very important job, that your day job. The yeah. people that you shake hands with, the people yep. that you entertain to try and win their business, if you slaughter the English language and you're doing it with someone at top-end level, they will see holes in your presentation. Yeah, no, no, fair enough too. Fair enough too. So I can say, I can get there and say, listen, uh, terrific to meet you. And uh, our team at uh, Goods Property Services are champing at the bit to get in and do your plumbing and, Correct. and do your electrical. And we'll do it all for you in and one fell swoop. Yeah, doing what? Yeah, we've, and, and the whole team at Profound, we can do anything your property needs in one fell swoop. Correct. Not, it's not foul. The opposition's foul. Correct. But we will do it in one fell swoop. I've got you. Right See, I'm going to roll this into my uh, my meetings. And the other one is, while other companies are laxadaisical, uh-uh, yeah. it's not laxadaisical. No. No, they, they're laxadaisical because they don't know how to spell lackadaisical. Correct, Scott. Pronounce it properly. Scott, yeah. we are getting. Somewhere. This is the stuff that's going to take Profound into the next stratosphere. Yeah, very good. Toolkit Depot Studios, where I am. Scotty's laid up in uh, Peppermint Grove. What floor are you on today? Third floor? Uh, the, uh, the seventh. Um, <laughs> the butlers didn't clean the sixth, <laughs> so I've had to go up a floor. It's taken me some time, but it's okay. Coming up on the show, Riley Morgan will be in the studio because it's a massive day at racing, uh, of course, on Saturday as well. Uh, we'll be out there at Ascot. Peter Lawler's going to join us. SEN Cricket expert, of course. Australia 2 for 293. Did you take in much of the cricket yesterday, Scott? Oh, I I did, in between phone calls and some emails, so I did. I uh, saw David Warner just chop away his wicket straight mm. away. But, uh-oh, oh. Mm. And then then regular programming resumed. 10,000 people win. I think that's an OK crowd for a Wednesday. Luke Travis from the Wildcats will join us. Adam Peacock, I've chatted with him. We're going to be going across to Doha. And Connor Blakely, who gets another go at it, of course, after the rookie draft yes. yesterday. Well done to Connor as well. Your call you remember your speaking to him, Goss, not that long ago, wasn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. After he'd, you know, and bravely, no, bravely is probably a strong word, but he, he got on the phone, picked up the phone after he'd been delisted and um, spoke so well. I think Gold Coast have got themselves a beauty. Yeah, they certainly have, and Gold Coast and uh, Connor, he doesn't have to go all the way down to Margaret River to surf. He can just do it right in his own backyard. We'll get a breakaway and come back. Uh, just a reminder, too, the Australian Open has started. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman will go off in the afternoon, but we'll keep an eye on that one. That's, of course, in Melbourne. On this day, it's the can you believe today it's the first no. day of December? 
Oh, it's time to put the Christmas tree up. Yeah, yeah. I was, I've got to find mine. I think, yeah. I put it in storage every year because it takes up too much room. And, and, but I never yeah, no, you got to fold up, put it back in the box and uh, <laughs> bring it out again. And I'm not sure ours has made the journey over the Nullarbor, but we'll, we'll soon find out. But the Christmas Grinch in this house, well... She won't put it up until the 12th. Oh, wow. The 12th. Yeah, I said, come on, it's December the 1st. It's Christmas time. There's been ads on for a month and a half in all the shopping centres. Now, 1st of December, put it up. But, and Christmas Grinchy says, nope. <laughs> I bought my hot cross buns yesterday. <laughs> December 1. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hot cross buns are good any time of year. I think today, December 1, close to yep. podium. Oh, wow. Close to podium. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I love it when you, <laughs> when you really pump something up. Um, and uh, Scotty from Bayswater is doing us a favour this morning because we, uh, we've we had a bit of an incident here this morning. Our, our, our normal coffee runner, our Macca's coffee runner, uh, has um, suffered a blowout. Yeah. They're on the way. The um... <laughs> Sammy, Sammy, you are wrecking the car. So our yeah, man Lois Lane, who too. does the coffee run, thanks to Macca's, uh, no coffee because... He got a oh, flat no. tyre, so he could not had coffee. No. Oh, this is going to be long. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because Scotty from Bayswater has come to the rescue. Oh, champion, champion. The only reason he's doing it is because Miles Fitzner told a story that uh, that Scotty came in and brought him a whole lot of food and all that when he was over here doing his show and nothing was open, and uh, he sent out a call and Scotty delivered the goods. Scotty Never knows you down. if you deliver for a South Australian, you've got to deliver for a West Australian. Yeah, and you know what? And he also knows that uh, things can go pear-shaped, get heated, um, <laughs> if you don't get a coffee real quickly. Scotty, make it extra hot because, oh, if it's not extra hot, gee, I'll tell you what. Straight to the microwave. December 1 on this day is on the way. This is a great day for Australia. The Socceroos through to the next stage after beating Denmark 1-0. It is December 1, and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio. Scotty's laid up at home, but Scotty from Bayswater has just come in, Scotty, with a beautiful cup of coffee for me. You didn't get your... You do. (laughs) Pardon me, what did you say? Is that? You do need coffee. Yeah, I do. uh, Also put some chocolates. Good bloke, Scotty, and you know what? Good people do things for others and always trying to look after each other. What, what have you got there? He bought a box of chocolates because he's going away to Italy with his family for Christmas so he said he'll bring in some early Christmas presents. He bought us some chocolates. Oh. But he's also bought a box in for you and Gilly to share so I'll take him to Gilly's house and whatever he leaves you can have. <laughs> Time to do this! Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. No time to waste. Let's get on to Matt Munro, who was born in 1930. Born free, as free as the wind blows. Did you mention Born Free, the TV show? Did you see it? Yeah. The Lions? Yeah, the Lions. Was it Elsa? The Lions? Yeah, was it Elsa? Isn't it uh, someone tipping? Hey, Gre- Greta, Greta Tippin or Greta Tippin or some wasn't some lady. Her name was. Someone tell us who the line, what the line was called. But was it Matt Munro? What, what was he? Was he in that or did he sing that? He sang or? it. He he sang that. That was his biggest hit. Doesn't sound like a Matt Munro type of song. Like if it, it doesn't sound like a bloke that sings that song would be called Matt Munro. What about Lou Rawls? He sings this one. Another love like mine. 
He was born on this day. Oh, yeah. Louis, baby. You actually really... Here we go. Stand by. But yeah. you know what? He didn't just, he wasn't a one hit wonder, was Lou Rawls. He also produced this little number. Please don't look in the screen and dance to me. <laughs> <laughs> Could you turn the lights on, please? <laughs> Lee Trevino, the little Mexican, the Super Mex golfer, was born on this day 83 years ago. Final scene for Trevino. So Lee Trevino is yet again the champion. And he gets a really cordial hand from all these spectators around the last green at Millfield. Yeah, regarded, regarded as the greatest Hispanic golfer of all time. Bet Midler. So far. Yeah, thank you. And it gets better. Bet Midler, 77. Sullivan was born on this day 76 years ago. Alone again, Ross Hannaford was born on this day 1950. He died age 65. Aussie musician. Come back again. I'm just crazy about you, Ooh, this, this is metal worthy. Hey? This is metal worthy. I know. December 1. I know. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey, Wally Lewis was born on this day 63 years ago. Rugby. Thank you. Wally Lewis was a star. Uh, 31 State of Origin matches, 33 tests, Brisbane Broncos, Queensland, Australia, and uh, for a long time TV presenter up there in Queensland, Earth 9 and 7. Vance Joy 35. And on this day, December 1, Kenny G set a world record by playing one continuous note. An E flat on a saxophone for 45 minutes and 47 seconds. What he should call soccer in Spain. In 1997. Kenny, are we going to play all of it? 45 minutes. Yeah, one, one, one note. Wow. I know. Incredible effort. And on this yep. day, December 1. <laughs> Boring as hell, but incredible effort. 1929, a toy salesman by the name of Edwin S. Lowe decided to invent this. Debbie McGee, number three. Between the sticks, 86. <laughs> Check your weight, 68. Tickle me, 63. A flea in heaven, 37. Time for tea, 83. Christmas cake, 38. All the beans, 57. Queen B, 73. Bingo! Yeah, he invented bingo on this day, 1929. On this day, where does it rate? On this day, December 1. Uh, well, it's right up there. A little bit of something for everyone there, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, bit of Kenny G before we go to the break. Thanks to McCaffrey. Yeah, 45 minutes of him. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted Play in Melbourne. Flat. Coming up after the break, we're going to be chatting with Adam Peacock, Riley Morgan, Peter Lawler talking cricket, Luke Travers talking basketball, and Connor Blakely talking footy. This is SEN Breakfast. Kenny G. Nice.
Ah, bit of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, the sad news that uh, early this morning, Christine McVie passed away after a battle with illness, age 79. And Fleetwood really? Mac have sent out some beautiful messaging out there. So, yep, uh, another legend of the That's music so industry has passed away, aged 79. Just a quick one, Kale, listening in late, Grace. Good on you, Kale. Hey, lads, don't follow soccer. I didn't watch the game, but as soon as I woke up, I checked my phone and saw the Socceroos won, and I gave it the little massive fist pump. Good on you, Kale. I think there's been a lot of that. Yeah, that's morning. exactly me. That That is ex- exactly me. Yeah. I, I like it. Now, keep going. Yeah, I was disciplined. I, I got up and watched it. And, uh, I don't think you did. Pardon? I don't think you did. What time was it on? 11 o'clock? Yep. 11.30? Yep. Yeah, I don't think you stayed up. You're right, I didn't. Judging by that look of anger, you might have. <laughs> Let's get, I went out to, you know who I went out to for dinner with last night? May I just share with you? I went out yeah, for sure. A, tell. a little, uh, little, little one-on-one, a little table for two, a little local. Jared Waitley. Oh, did you? Yeah, gee, man, and I went out for dinner. Yep. Were you just? I know the conversation too. What you were looking there with with Jared, just going now. Listen, I like your calling, but it just, <laughs> but it just needs a little bit more wackety whack whack. Wackety whack whack. Yeah. Can you just try and incorporate that into the test somehow within the next four days? Well, Jared? I can assure you that wasn't the tone of conversation. My tone of conversation no. is, what can you do when I negotiate my next contract with ETN? <laughs> <laughs> what can you do for me being the heavy hitter that you are? Sports update time, and of course, uh, Chris Clefernis is in the studio. Well, what's your head on the way up after that name drop, mate? How are you feeling yesterday yeah, after yeah, knocking you know on what? the tally? That's a really good effort. That's a really good effort, Chris, and good that you mentioned it because um, he should be gone for 12 days with concussion <laughs> protocols. He knocked himself out yesterday, cracked it, broke the telly. Well, you know what? No, I actually have got a sore neck today. I have got a sore neck after hitting my head on the TV, and it's a very good point. I should have 12 days off a of concussion because the fact is I've got COVID now <laughs> and concussion. Probably a good reason to take the time off. If you missed it, we have got the audio. This is how it sounded yesterday. Oh, no. Now, the game itself, I think, um, is, is, is interesting, and I'll watch uh, as much of it as I can stand. I just hit my head you on the TV. Okay, I just hit my head down. on the TV. I hit my head on the TV. <laughs> oh, I've just picked up something. Are you just trying to get closer to a picture of yourself? I don't, I don't know. Uh, we've got to go. We're going to take a break and come back. And <laughs> oh, just got we've a... got an injury sub. <laughs> I've got a sub. Tactical sub. Out to Yossich. In take Lafayette. Feeling better now, though? No. No. No, I'm not well. Sore neck. Sore back. back. Sore. I've spoken to HR, and there's, there's a bit of a deal. Cash. There's, a, there's a cash deal coming. The TV shouldn't have been placed there. <laughs> On the wall. A special. Did anything happen last night in sport? A few bits and pieces, yeah. I'm just... I, one more. I'm just really proud of you. Oh, nice straighten up, mate. I, I know. This is, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. It doesn't, doesn't feel right coming from Scotty at all. It feels weird. Yeah. What, were you bored because this conversation wasn't about you? Why are you proud of me? Oh, just the way you've been concentrating and, and navigating the show, despite Scotty on the screen in that pose. You know, Thank say, you. you know, during the ad breaks, God, draw me like one of your French girls. You know, he's just absolutely putting on the poses yeah. left, right, and centre. Jack Thompson, if I could get names, you to bring in a bunch of grapes. <laughs> really, really is Caligula style. Right <laughs> it's ridiculous. Really, no, I'm going to say something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow, mature. He's, he's not yeah, come on. I'll pull back. Incredible. I'll pull back. Uh, all right, World Cup update. Australia, they've reached the last 16 of the World Cup for the first time since 2006. Matthew Leckie, the man of the moment. Incredible scenes. Uh, Aziz Bayich, he did mention Bob Hawke earlier. He spoke to SBS after the game <laughs> and said, yeah, I think Albo should declare a public holiday to uh, allow for more people to watch the round of 16 match against Argentina on Sunday night. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Sorry. I'm sorry to walk over. Yeah, that, look, no, no. We've, we've spoken about that. Yeah, yeah I was going to go into the other group, go, round of 16 no, games. I don't care about the other 16 games. Go, sure. can, just go through sport, because I'm going to read some texts out that I've, take, I've taken offence to. <laughs> right. Uh, quickly, Dead the other round of 16 games. Netherlands take on the USA, France take on Poland, and England take on Senegal. The Perth Scorchers, they've signed a Faf Duplessis. Yeah, I told you Faf Duplessis was coming. He was a lock for a, a long for time. Tim Gossip. Tim Gossip was all over it, uh, and he's now <laughs> going to be heading over to WA to yeah. play for the Scorchers, yeah. which is Great. good. Oh, yeah. We'll chat with Peter Lawler after 7 o'clock yeah. as well, because in Cricket Australia, up against the West Indies, here okay. at Optus Stadium. Oh, yeah. oh, thanks, Australia uh, going on pretty nicely. Australia at two for 293. Marnus is on 154. Yeah, not out. Doing okay. well. You'll hear it with Jerry Waitley and the crew uh, from 9 o'clock. You will. <laughs> who's, in between, who's, in between, who's in between 8 and 9? I've heard a rumour. Don't name it. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I heard a rumour we've got a new show. Mark Duffield's not in. He does Monday yeah, to Wednesday. Duffield does Monday to Wednesday. So we've got to fill one hour of air time. They, they could have easily said to us, hey, breakfast guys, do you want to do the extra hour? Yeah, easy. Would have done that. Well, not sure who we've done it. But yeah, we've yeah, gone and... yourself. <laughs> oh, well, where are you going? Oh, yeah, come on, big fella. <laughs> You're not moving very far. Uh, anyway, don't matter. I'll, I'll tell you who it is after. But I want to read these texts out. Stay, listen to this. Okay. Oh, this hey, is... hey, mate. It's just, it's just called feedback, mate, okay? It's he is not, fired up. Not... <laughs> the, chair's, the chair's been moved out of the way. <laughs> Stood up. So we just had, I think, as a team, as a collective, do we not agree that that... On this day, podium, podium, December one. Yeah, look, it had something for everyone. It was, I thought it was. Can you give us a bit of good tide, please? Yep, keep going, Scott. I just feel. I'm not sure if, if, if Susan in Boston listens every day because let us let me tell you something, Susan. That was a good one. Susan <laughs> has texted in. Susan, come on. She's not only... F- okay, she said, Susan in Bustleton, surely someone a bit more recent has a birthday today. <laughs> right? That's what she said. Okay. That's she's what she's texted in. And then followed up with sending us all back to sleep. Susan. Susan. <laughs> Susan. Let me just tell you something. Susan, I reckon that's the first time you've texted this show. And let me tell you, that'll be the last time. You're going to the sick bay. We're sitting there. No. no, no. no. Susan, keep it coming. The feedback is strong. No. Mm. She's gone. See you later. Don't, don't just come piling in straight away. You've got to crawl before you can walk on the text line. <laughs> Hey, mate. Did she even start off with a good morning, boys? No. Unbelievable. Abuse straight off the top. Susan. (laughs) Matt from Bell Divers, who I have respect for. Yeah, we like Matt. Yeah. Shame he lives in Bell Divers. He says, (laughs) you and I have very different ideas of a good on this day, Goss. That was putrid, says Matt of Bell Divers. (laughs) This is outrageous. This is by far, <laughs> December 1st is by far the one of the best days. Did Lou Rawls, was Lou Rawls in on this day How today? How good is Lou Rawls? Did Barry White do a cover of this? Very similar, no, no, they've got yeah. very similar voices though, I must admit. Ben Midler was born on this day 77 years ago, Matt. <laughs> We're doing it again. Sucked in, we're going to play the whole lot again. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's going to be late for work today. You're going back to sleep. Come on, Susan. 
I've got oh, that's one. A, I've that's got, a, that's I've, a lifter. I've got one for you, Susan. Robert Irwin, one of the most annoying people in Australia, is 19 today. <laughs> Why is he annoying? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just annoying, mate. He? He's annoying. He seems very wholesome. Yeah, he can be wholesome, but he's still annoying. I don't follow him that much, to be honest. Seems all right, though. It, you know what? It's, it's it's a tough one with that family to put them in an order of one, two, three. That's <laughs> annoying, I tell you right now. You're going to be like the high jumpers at the Olympics who just share the gold. They <laughs> <laughs> share the bronze, so. What is wrong? Why are the Irwins getting away? Nah, they're oh, nice nah. people. Australian treasures. <laughs> oh, mate, please. This is unreal. Uh, Susan's out chimed in with not my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah, she's been she's oh, been here before. Yeah. <laughs> nice lady, Susan. Keep the feedback going. <laughs> nice to hear from is you, Is it Susan. rodeo or rodeo? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good... I, I would say rodeo, but... I don't know. Isn't that the fancy way, like rodeo driving? Oh, have I got something for you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yep. Off the no, no, have a listen to this. A friend of mine went to get their air conditioning fixed oh, yesterday yeah. and needed a compressor part. They rang and said, we've tried two compressors and they didn't work. We have to order a third in for that car. Mm. No, we're not going to mention the make. I'm not going to mention the company or anything like that. McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> went across, pick up the car, and they said that would be 10 days. And I said, how much for the new part? $3,000. What? For the compressor before being put in, the car is worth $5,000. Yeah. So the question is do you sell the car and get five grand and buy a new car with new air conditioning? That. Or do you get the air conditioner fixed? That is absolutely ludicrous. That's outrageous. What? Three grand for. To, no. It's only a part. Yeah, you sell. It's not even the air you conditioner. You sell that car. You sell it for scrap and you get three grand. Why is Jimmy Williams a producer of Hayes and Mardo walking in at quarter to seven? Oh, we're on to something. Why is Hayes and Mardo's producer walking into the studio at a quarter to seven on a Thursday morning? Well, I'll tell you right now, if, if his mates are following him, they'll be there at about five to eight. All righty. Let's get a breakaway. Riley Morgan's in the house. He is a tipping superstar. And as uh, Susan said, we're lucky that Bobby Irwin doesn't sing. Otherwise, he would have been in on this day. <laughs> it's a quarter to seven. Uh, Susan's on. Ten away from seven o'clock. Riley Morgan is in the house. Big day of racing. The Pinnacles continue at Ascot. And before we get to Riley, uh, just a couple of quick ones on the temper text line. Uh, Bin Chicken says, yeah, how about on this decade rather than on this last century? Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, John says, you can still feel that spare hour before the cricket today with a continuous replay of on this day to really stick it up, Susan and Matt. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Uh, Appreciate their feedback. No, I don't. Uh, and Lisa says, morning, guys. Congrats on the Socceroos. They believed and they conquered. As you guys know, I'm a diehard Eagles member, but I've always had a soft spot for Connor Blakely. So thrilled that he's been given another opportunity. We wish him all the best. We do too, Lisa. we chatting with him after 7.30. Riley Morgan's in the house. Hello, Morgs. G'day, guys. Did you get up for the soccer? I did. Yeah, see? Yeah, two of us pretty, did. You know. 
feeling a little bit tired, but you know it was worth, it was worth every was second into the final was... sixteen of uh, elite world football. That is amazing. They, they were like, um, stand corrected on this, but tab touch, of course, gamble responsibly. They were like seven dollars to win that yeah, game. Yeah, seven dollars. Wow. Even more. Oh, Morgs, you got that sound of your voice that you might have got a little piece of that. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, I actually didn't, Scotty. Didn't have a bet. Thought I'd just sit back and enjoy the game, mate. Yeah. Enjoy the game. You know. How did you enjoy the races last Saturday? Uh, that was a good day of racing. It was a tough day from a punting perspective, but it was a, a really good day of racing. Um, you know, we had the the winter bottom and Godolphin taking out the group one mm. with Paul Ailey, and they just seemed to have this air of confidence about them moving forward as well. Listening to James Cummings and a few of their stable representatives, Nassim speak as well. Yep. Uh, seems to be like the best might be yet to come. It was huge for the, for Perth racing. When, when Godolphin and Cummings come to Perth and they win a race... That's huge going forward because oh, they, they, it's it's huge for the carnival. It's going to be huge to have that those colours here. Uh, yeah, I think it was significant day last week. And what most people I think have been underestimating about it as well, or probably not giving it as much attention, is that Godolphin they're not they haven't brought over these second stringers. Yeah. they have not. They've brought over four right. of their top five horses yeah. in training. Yeah without leaving out Animo. So they've got four of their top five horses they have here in Australia they have brought over for this carnival. Scotty, remember... And wait till Goss and I are running the stable next year. Yeah, um, you know that? Morgs. Yeah, yeah no, we talked about pretty yeah, much we asked us if we were free and available. Um, <laughs> we, we said we weren't free, but we're available. And um, we're going to be running a satellite stable for uh, for Godolphin here in, in Perth. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Where, hey, do, you, where do you plan on opening up shop, Scotty? You might need oh, a bit of... Uh, well, well, we'll just settle straight into um, um, Ascot. I would have thought we'll just take up yeah. whatever stables we want there. Bulldust. Dolphin. Bulldust. Our stable's going to be based at Cottesloe, mate. <laughs> said the horses are going to be really, really prepared in yeah. beach walking. Yeah, you, you both look like you've been in pretty good paddocks. You might just need to make some room. Oh. The camera adds 10 pounds, all right? <laughs> I've got two of them on me at the moment, so that's... <laughs> And I've actually shredded for Christmas. There you go. Uh, mind you, Paul Hazelby's just walked in. Hey, um, you guys can drive this. Paul, why has Paul Hazelby walked in? <laughs> Hang on a second. There's, there's breaking news. They, they, yeah. I think they're kicking Goss off early this morning. What, what, Paul Hazelby is walking. What, what are you doing here? Come on in. To, come in into, and this is how we do radio, mate. This, this is, is how strange. we do radio, mate. This is peak hour. Riley Morgan, meet Paul Hazelby. Good day, Riley. How are you, mate? Jesus, <laughs> it's early. Scott Cummings, go. say hello to hey, Paul Scotty, Hazelby. Hey, good to see you in here, mate. What are you doing? Happy, mate. We're coming in to set the agenda for the day. Okay. Sport. That's what okay. Mark does. Duffield style. Yeah, he's not in, mm. and they thought, oh, who's two blokes that we could get to really set the agenda yeah. for the day? So I think this so, is how I this is how I reckon it played out. <laughs> Our bosses said to you, you can either have a day off, and that comes off your holiday earnings, <laughs> or you can come and do an hour, and you chose the. the we ladder. got a day off yesterday. Would you believe? Because of the cricket. So I think they felt they couldn't give us three days off to give you guys the extra hour. We could have done the extra hour. Oh, I would have loved you to do the extra hour. I could have stayed home. No. I could have stayed up and watched the uh, soccer last night. How good was it? Yeah. You watched it, did you? Yeah, I got up. Yeah. Riley got up. Scotty? Absolutely. Those, um, a lot of painkillers. They make you sleepy. <laughs> make um, you sleepy, hey? Out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Riley Morgan. Uh, Scotty, can you drive this for, with Riley for our best yeah, bet for well, Ascot? I, Let's go. I was so excited about going to the the Northley Stakes this weekend, but uh, not going now. Later mission, but uh, I'm going to be sitting on the couch and following you all day long, mate. Uh, uh, are we sacking or backing anything from the weekend? 
Oh, I think from last weekend, if we're, if we're going, to, going to follow anything, we, we follow a few horses, I think, that'll be heading into the Gold Rush, uh, which is... Chili is, the... is, is it Chili is hot? Tell me if Chili is hot. <laughs> no, not Chili is hot, although Chili is hot wasn't too bad on the weekend. Nah, was she? It wasn't too bad no, at all. She wasn't too bad if you had a, got a little bite of that place price. But um, no, I think um, I think Kiss on All Four Cheeks will be hard to beat heading to a Gold Rush. That was a very good return by by her in the, in the, uh, in the winter bottom. Best bet. Best bet on the weekend is actually a bit of value with my best bet on the weekend. I'm pretty keen on the return of this horse. Race seven, horse number four, Sentimental Queen for Hayden Ballantyne in the Jungle Dawn. Now, I think this horse has come back in superb order here uh, heading into this race. First up at the 1,400 metres off the back of two trials I thought have been outstanding. I've absolutely loved them both. She's got this super fresh record. She was huge fresh last campaign in a very strong race, beating home a couple of horses convincingly. Big screen and resort man, and we know what those two horses have gone on and been able to do this preparation. She should box seat here from Barrier 1. She's a quality mare and I think she's a terrific each way winning chance in this lineup. so I'll make her my best of the day. Just the one uh, best bet for today. Yeah, yeah just, last the one. Week, just the one. Just the one. I think with the week, the hot week and the, the weather, the warmer weather, that perhaps it might play a little bit on speed uh, on the weekend. So I just want to get a bit of a gauge for a track pattern before diving into There's a few short price or favourites on the card that look hard to beat that will settle back in the field. So I just want to have a bit of a look at the how the track's playing. But I think Sentimental Queen should get the right run and I think she's a great bet. Right, I mate, best each way. Best each way, <clears throat> excuse me, race six, horse number two, try for us, is where I'm going there. This horse is, I think this horse is flying for Adam Durant, and although it's a big ask for Taj, he won't get many better opportunities for a Saturday Metro winner. Now, his last two cracks at the Ascot Mile, he's been beaten in his grade, point one of a length above the peg, who went on to a better grade of race last week and ran really well, ran second there too. Dom to shoot goes around in a group one on the weekend, and point two of a length off Santorio in this grade a couple of starts ago, who was a third in a WA Guineas and a winner of the Lestier Classic last Saturday and after Taj's claim actually gets in with a kilo and a half less than he carried in that race uh, on the weekend uh, than he did when he was beaten very short margin by Santorio so I think he holds a position from the barrier if Taj can keep him out of trouble and, and utilise that good gate I think he can go very close to winning this I think each way is a yeah, nice like price Dom, Dom shoot was very good with Ollie on board last weekend very too Rolls very good a bit longer odds this time but uh, uh, all good. Best Ruffy. Best Ruffy. Yeah, no, we have, we do have a Ruffy. Yeah. Uh, race one, we go to the babies, the two-year-olds. Race one, horse number nine, Ready, Set, Dance is the name of the horse, my best Ruffy on the card. Now, they went up $41 early, and I thought that was the wrong price for this two-year-old. I've really liked both of her trials when we're not asked for a lot of effort, and Paul Jordan is no pushover with his juveniles. He actually uh, gets his two-year-olds, wheels them out in really good order most of the time. So I thought in her most recent trial, she looked to have plenty left to give when ridden pretty Pretty quiet out to the line. So drawn well for the debut, can take up a position from the good draw. I think $26 is over the odds for this horse on debut. Well, let's get on today. Do you want to go through them again, mate? Best bet uh, for our punters still riding them down. Best bet, race seven, number four, Sentimental Queen in the Jungle Dawn. Best value, race six, number two, Try For Us. And best long shot, race one, number nine, Ready, Set, Dance. Nice work by you, Riley Morgan. Appreciate you coming in, mate. Enjoy the races on Saturday. Thanks, boys. Thanks Riley Morgan joining us. And don't forget, John mentioned on the text, on the temper text, don't forget the Mudgy Cups tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, John. Didn't Godolphin say they're winning that? Came a guy, Grant Buckley, he's riding it. And James Cumming said we'll win it. $5.50 on fixed odds. Don't say we didn't warn mm. you. Always gamble responsibly. And Nuses. he's going to put that right up there next to, uh, <laughs> as far as pride of place, with his two bong-bong cups that he's won. <laughs> exactly so right. He's pretty excited about it. We're running late for the news. It's 7 o'clock.
after seven, we're here for Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. A hive of activity outside Optus Stadium, day two of the test match here. And you can hear it all on SEN. And a part of the commentary team is Peter Lawler, SEN cricket expert, a cricket writer and the beer editor from the Australian. Australia will resume at two for 293. Pete, appreciate your time. Lest we forget the beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, um, there was a lot of hugs yep. yesterday. There was a lot of pre-game hugs between Justin Langer and his former team. Um, a significant day, or should we just try and move on quickly? I think it was kind of a... For me, it felt like, let's move on quickly. There were some, But there were some significant moments. I mean, I... All the journos had turned into body language experts. I think we all had watching the hugs, weren't we? We thought, oh, oh, was that a real hug or was that a fake hug? He was holding back a bit then, you know. But um, one of the warmest embraces was between JL and Manus Labashane. And uh, I think I've written this in the paper this morning. I've only got about two ideas, fellas. Um, (laughs) That he... Manus is JL's, uh, he's like his de facto son, isn't he? He is the guy, he was talent spotted by JL. He wasn't on the radar that much uh, when JL came in as coach. And you remember the, the state of chaos that Australian cricket was in at the time. And it was, JL really identified something in that guy. And, and they both respond to each other very well. They're very, like, they're, there's, there's a great electricity between them. So it was fantastic to see Manus cash in mm. on a day like that. And ditto Usman Khawaja. Like, you know, it's our job to read a bit too much into this stuff. But you know, remember in in that documentary, the Amazon yep. Prime doc- documentary, The Test, everyone reading into that, those exchanges between Uzi and JL, those really tense moments when those blokes would cr- clash. Well, it's funny, I was reading, a, a, there's a great article by um, Robert Craddock in the News Corp papers this morning, where Aussie said, you know, first nine tests, I thought, I've had enough. I don't like this. It's an extraordinary thing to say. It's an extraordinary um, interview, actually. Mm. He said, I didn't feel like I belonged. But, you know, when I came back later, it was better. You know, I fitted in and, you know, this is the happiest I've ever been. So, you know, another big tick for Jay yeah. and his era, but... It's past. He's gone and he's up in the yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, interesting. But I, 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 and I, and I, and I want to move on because I want to move on to the action and, and your expectations of today. And we'll hear it all on SEN from 9 o'clock with Jared and the crew. Um, just in regards to who didn't hug JL? <laughs> I, to be, can I be honest? I wasn't, I wasn't watching, but yeah. so I didn't count. So I don't know. Mm. Do you? I have a sneaking suspicion. If I was if I was asked to name two that didn't hug, I could name them. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll leave oh, it there. Pete. Hanging it out there. Oh, I know, but I'll, oh, leave okay. I'll leave it there. Pete. I'll leave it there. Pete. I know. Big, big Pat and him had a hug. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, Pat's cool. I think they, yeah, they worked yeah. that out. That's fantastic. Anyway, we look forward to seeing. <laughs> <laughs> it was great theatre on the first morning, wasn't it? It was. Oh, but by God, it was great to have the cricket back. Test cricket back after what seems like, you know, that dense thicket of one-day nonsense that we've had for a couple of months. <laughs> 23 white ball games, fellas. Oh. 23 since August. 
Oh, right, it seems you're like... pretty excited that the test has started, Pete, uh, and you'd be happy. Obviously, uh, <laughs> obviously, not a massive fan of the of the uh, limited overs game, but uh, um, off to a, a shaky start with Warner going out cheaply. But geez, didn't Marnus uh, come to action and uh, and just play a superb knock? Hey, don't get me wrong. Everything in moderation, Scotty. But you know, yeah, have a little bit. <laughs> yeah, of that it's nothing. Stuff, I, but, I haven't been able you know, to grasp that concept really myself. <laughs> there are areas where I struggle too. Um, yeah, look, look. Um, what were we talking about? Yes, I'll say. It, it was just. It was great to see those guys get into the groove. Funny shot by Dave. They're starting to talk about you know that runs aren't coming. I have faith in David Warner. I wouldn't write him off. He, he he's in a good place with his batting. He's just not making a hell of a lot of runs. So he tells me he's in a good place. Um, Marnus and Usman, they have a really good rhythm together. Uh, Marna said later that you know it, it's le- that p- batting out there yesterday is very similar, or you, you apply the lessons that you learn when you when you brought up batting um, in Queensland. You've got to get through the early stuff. It's basically survival, and they, they were going pretty slow those first probably the first three hours, four hours of the game. In fact, the pace of the game didn't really pick up until Steve Smith came on, or they bring on the the um, spinner Roston, but. Uh, it was tough cricket, and and the Aussies stuck it out, and that's and so did the Windies. I've got to say, I thought their bowling was very good. You know, you could have quibbled about the lengths a little bit here and there, but I've never known a team to get their lengths perfect straight up. Uh, they they stuck to the task, but it got worn down. It wasn't that hot yesterday, but after a while, it gets to you. And I think you know Smith coming out and real Smith Smith made it look so easy. He's such an exciting prospect. The funny thing to say about a bloke who averages test cricket, averages 60 at test cricket, is he's an exciting prospect. But the re-engineered Steve Smith is very exciting. So to see those two start this morning, and Marnus talking about 200, um, it's ominous for the Windies. They could be battered out of this game mm. very, very soon. Pete Lawler is our guest, SEN cricket expert, and of course, uh, cricket writer with the Australian Australia. Resumed today at two for 293. Lavishane 154, Smith 59. Um, one would expect this game will now go to at least Saturday, Pete. Uh, what day is it today? <laughs> Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Sorry. <laughs> There's only two sorts of days in, in, in the uh, summer. There's playing days and non-playing days in yeah, my head. Um, yes, I think so. Because, I mean, as you can see, today is cloud cover. That 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 hot weather didn't eventuate yesterday, did it? It sort of dissipated quite early. It was, it was quite pleasant, actually. Yeah, outside. yeah. See breeze and so, so concerns that that wicket would crack up... Um, probably aren't going to eventuate, I, su- I, I suggest. Um, it should start to play. It should play a lot better today. It was getting a little bit faster as the day went on. It was a bit difficult early. So that means, you know, the Aussies are going to, should bat long, but they're going to have to work to get, get this West Indies attack out. I've got uh, Josh Hayeswood's cards marked on this wicket. I just got a feeling that Josh Hayeswood's been a bit, you know, he's been supernumerary to, to test requirements a little bit lately. He's been the guy who's been left out or injured, injured last summer and left out in Pakistan and so on. I reckon he's got a point to prove and he might exploit the pitch a little bit like the uh, West Indies um, medium pacer Kyle Mayers did. They've got, they've got some nice seam movement and then some good some good, good positions on the pitch. I think at, at Hoff's pace, he could be a real handful out there. 
Peter, unless the uh, unexpected happens and we uh, have a batting collapse, you'd think we'll get to a declaration. What do you reckon that number will be? Mm. <laughs> My predictions are pretty bad. Where would you declare? 550, would you? I, I, I reckon it'd be... Time has to come into it too. So, yeah... Maybe you'd want to put them in for 40 minutes at the back end of today or an hour. Three scalps, yeah, three scalps in an hour, I reckon I'll be aiming for. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Pete, appreciate your time. Big day for uh, cricket fans and 10,000 went in and I think they might get a, a good number in today and let's hope they continue to build and we can get up around sort of the 40,000, 50,000 for the, the test match here in WA and we hope that uh, cricket can right itself and we can uh, WA can uh, get in support of our national team. Appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thank God the test cricket's back. <laughs> he loves the Red Bull, does our man Pete Lawler, of course, SD <laughs> Cricket and editor, Sweet Cricket editor and a wonderful writer, of course, with the Australian. Australia resume two for 293 and you'll hear all the action here on SEN. A break, we're going across to Doha next. Adam Peacock will join me. Uh, we spoke to him a little bit earlier and, of course, it is on the back of Australia, Matthew Leckie and the Socceroos doing their thing. They're through to the final 16 of the World Cup. Australia will try and get it away, and they've got some space here. McGree plays it into the feet of Leckie. Leckie's one-on-one, gets to the edge of the box, cuts around, back to his left. Leckie strikes! Matthew Leckie has put the Socceroos in front! The path to the round of 16 becomes clearer for the green and gold. Astonishing stuff overnight. If you've just woken up, Australia is through to the final 16. And they, for this, just the second time, and I'm not need to tell you more, because we're going to go straight across there to, of course, uh, to Doha and catch up with Code Sports News Limited's Adam Peacock, who was front and centre. I'd love to know whereabouts he was sitting inside the stadium. Uh, Adam, can, what a moment. What a moment for Australian sport. I know you're a, you're a rusted-on soccer fan. You must be absolutely buzzed up. Yeah, so so proud, so happy, so overjoyed, so full of emotion. It was uh, it was a hell of an evening here in Doha. It's just gone midnight, but I'm put it this way: I'm not off the bed right now. The Uber's just about to drop me off at uh, one of the few pubs you can find in town, so I'm about to have a frothy or two. But um, mate, it was it was insane. I was actually on halfway in the, the media tribune where, you, and you've been in many of them, Goss. That yeah, you, know, you meant to keep your manners and and all of that. So um, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I lost my mind and I uh, started punching the air like Laurie Lawrence in 1988. So, no, it was uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. But, um, mate, what a, what a performance from those boys. They're, they're, they're magnificent. Our first time, uh, we've got six points and two clean sheets. It, it's been a remarkable campaign and they went in massive underdogs to win this game this morning. And It was uh, an achievement and a half and they want to get a statue for Matthew Leckie. They want Harry Souter made into sort of the... the Lord Mayor of the world and and Graham Arnold's the best manager of all time. I mean, there's just so much to like about this Aussie team. Yeah, um, the best thing, and I've been um, saying it for a while now, is that they're a they're a team completely devoid of ego. There's none of that. They are so together. And and what Graham Arnold's been going on about for all this time, and I was onto it early because I've, I've talked to the guys that have worked with Arnie, who know what he's about. He, he has this gruff exterior which rubs people up the wrong way and his tactics rub the, some people up the wrong way, and that's fine. 
but they're greater than the sum of all their parts. That's mm. the, the easy cliche that you can give these soccerers, but they're greater than those parts over again after what they've been able to do. He, he, he's been able to get them together and make them this, give them this unbreakable spirit that even when they get towed by France, they bounce back. They forget about it. They, they go on and they have clear minds for the next contest, which is Tunisia. And then a few days later, here we are against Denmark 1-0. Thanks very much. Yeah, incredible. Adam Peacock uh, from Code Sport News Limited is on the line. Australia are through to the next stage after a wonderful victory overnight. Um, just tell us about Harry Suter. We've claimed him as one of our own here in Western Australia because his mum was born in Port Hedland up in the States North. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She, um, I got the story of Harry. The grandparents went out for a, like a sea change and they came out and then they realised that they actually wanted to go back to Scotland. So they went back to Scotland, but Heather was born in uh, Western Australia, uh, northern Western Australia. So, um, yeah, she uh, she always said to Harry as a young boy, yeah, because like, the old man was fully into his Scottish football. So he's like, yeah, you've got to play for Scotland, you've got to play for Scotland. And then she's like, oh, by the way, Harry, you can play for Australia as well if you wanted to when you grow up. And the old man puts his head around and says no. So it's Harry and his brother John. John, his brother, John Sutar, plays at Rangers. He's actually played for Scotland. He's, he's actually one of their players right now. <laughs> They're not at a World Cup, and Harry's made the right choice. He slipped through the cracks there uh, with the Scottish <laughs> FA, and we're thankful that... Uh, I forgot about it. Oh, absolutely brilliant. There's always so, some of those great stories. Now, we've, we've seen post-game that Graham Arnold has basically said, we're not celebrating and we're not getting on social media again. That seems to be the key to their success because they are genuine. He is genuine. They want to keep creating more damage. And into the last 16 is great. Six points is great. Two clean sheets is great. Uh, France did them no favours, uh, playing a fifth-string team against Tunisia. He really wants to keep... Can, Buck the trend. He wants to keep on going. Yeah, he doesn't want to put a, put a, a lid on it, but he does want to put a lid on the celebrations. He doesn't want to put a lid on the, what, what can be accomplished here. Mm. Um, fair enough. I mean, all the boys will be on social media now. That, that's a guarantee. But they won't get carried away. The problem is that they've got an even shorter turnaround. I mean, usually it's four or five days of the World Cup. This is three. Um, they're playing on Saturday night here. So there, there is simply no, no time. There's just... Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday here. Mm. Um, and it's all of a sudden, bang, you've got 48 hours until the biggest match of your life. So no time to think. We're just taking on Leo Messi in Argentina. So <laughs> that's an easy one to prepare for. But there is a slight advantage. And I know in the ATL world, they talk about the little, tiny little things that go your way, like the travel. Obviously, you guys know about it very well there. That You know, even to when they have finals, they make sure that teams play on the same day and there's not one less day rest and things like that. A little minor thing for the Socceroos is that the Argentinians have just finished playing, so they've got four hours less recovery time to turn things around. Like They're not going to get to bed, hit the hay until about 5 a.m., so there goes tomorrow for them. So that's a, a tiny little advantage, but not much, because the Argentinians are just so full of class. Um, but, you know, they'll be ready. The Socceroos will be ready, and we'll find out. What does this mean for the sport? We always, you know, getting in a World Cup, getting to that stage, the 32 is, and getting to that first stage is a wonderful where we celebrated hard and there was the, you know, the Wiggles goalkeeping efforts and we talked about that for a while. Then we get beat Tunisia. Uh, now we've beaten, you know, Denmark. Now we're into the next stage. Now we take on Messi and Argentina. What does it mean for the sport? How does the sport win here in Australia? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one because you look back to 2006 and you thought, wow. And I know people that in other sports were looking at it going, uh-oh. Um, but it didn't quite 
work out because basically now they're, they're a bit like the Olympics. They'll go away for four, four days now, uh, four years now, after this World Cup, and have to wait another four years for the next World Cup. Yeah. So it's it's not like the big events just keep keep on spinning every year. So that's a difficulty. But uh, look, they're just going to have to think of ways. And and so the the age of social media will help them. Talking to a few people here that whenever now that they're going to go away, they just got they got to get their awareness platform really, really switched on, which they will, um, to let them know that these guys are playing. Let them know, like, Harry Suter's going to be playing in the Premier League before you know it. That's going to be great. There's a couple of other kids that are going to come through in the next two years. I've got no doubt that they're going to end up in big clubs in Europe. Uh, Kai Rolls, for instance, I, I think he's up for a Premier League stint. So yeah, those are the exposure moments in there week in, week out. But as, as a whole, it's not going to fix everything. Um, it's not going to like we've still got issues with our development pathways, which Graham Arnold talked about the day before the game. Um, but this will give the, the sport a greater platform and a greater incentive within itself to really spring forward because the basis is we've got a Matilda side that is so together it's not funny. And now we've got a Socceroos side that is so together it's not funny. Then you build on top of that. You don't try and create these wonderful players. They all come together and they had each other's guts or, you know, there's yeah. egos at play. Yeah. There's not that with the Australian team. So now that they can, and, and I think I, I don't really know what it's like back there, but concurrently with all this conjecture, and I think unfair conjecture about the Australian cricket team, where they sit in the Australian sporting landscape, the men's team I'm talking about, you look at this, you, you, you want to latch onto this Socceroos team because they're just a good bunch of blokes who have done amazing things in their own personal career and now they're doing amazing things together for the Socceroos. Yeah, you're spot on there. And we're, we're about to embark on day two of the Test Match at this very venue we're on broadcasting from Optus Stadium, of course. A great day for Australia yesterday. Marnus Lavishane, Steve Smith, Usman Kawaja. Lots of hugs between Justin Langer and his former players. It was a significant day yesterday for Australian cricket. And let's hope that can resonate with the fan base as well, that we can move forward to the next stage and we can fall in love with our cricket again, but the soccer players are the ones uh, our footballers, our round ball game, the world game team is the one we're all talking about today. Just the last one for you, Adam, and we appreciate your time. Adam Peacock from Code Sport, who's over there in Doha, who was there um, midway down the down the sideline and, and was there when Matthew Leckie put the uh, ball in the back of the onion bag and Australia is through to the next stage. They take play on Argentina Saturday night, uh, of course, over there Sunday morning hours. Just wanted, just in, in summary though, does have Harry Suter, is Harry Suter, if you were to pick a team now of players of the tournament, or are we so blinkered that we only see a bit of Harry Suter, but is, is Harry Suter in the best team of the tournament so far on form? That was my 11th game tonight. I've witnessed with my own eyes at the World Cup, and I haven't been across everything like you have, so there might be others that bounce out. And he is on par with the performance of Koulibaly, who plays at Chelsea and was bought for $80 million last year. Or eighty million from Napoli, some ridiculous amount. So he, he, no, he's that's not beyond the, your wildest imagination that he is in that conversation. Absolutely not. I know you're pressed for time. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us at such short, short notice. Great day for Australia. Matthew Leckie and the Socceroos. Thanks, mate. Cheers, guys. Adam Peacock from Code Sport, best in the business, and he was there front and centre as the Socceroos advanced to the next stage of the World Cup. Sad news today that Christine McVie, age 79, from Fleetwood Mac, has passed away. Thanks to Adam Peacock before the news. Thanks to Code Sports. Socceroos 1-0 over Denmark. Don't forget, you got the touch this World Cup. Choose Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1-800-858-858. 
Scotty, we've got a half an hour to go. We're going to be chatting shortly with Connor Blakely, but I can confirm that after 8 o'clock for one hour... In prime, well, it's not prime time. Ours is prime time. It's the, the second shift. You know, if we're giving out medals in regards to important shifts, this would have yep. to be the, the eight to nine hour with Mark Duffield is probably the silver medalist. Yeah, you think so. Be... And then somewhere around drive is, you know, sometimes in afternoons, three to five is sort of thing is vying, vying for a spot on the podium. Yeah, but... no, still, I think I've got Peter V Sports Day um, yeah, along I the would. bronze. Look, I was trying to be polite. But anyway, just bear with us, uh, everyone. Between eight and nine, the cricket will start soon. Just going to get through a couple of peanuts <laughs> first. And you'll be fine. But I'll tell you what, some good, some very good text uh, coming through. One serious one, uh, first of all. Surely Graham Arnold warrants a contract extension post-World Cup. It has to be one of the best performances for an Aussie coach getting this group uh, into the next stage. But I think what they're going to... That's Daryl from Kingsley. Daryl, I think what's going to happen, though, even if they win the World Cup, they'll they'll do a player survey just to make sure that Graham Arnold hasn't spoken nastily to anybody and, and they're all happy with the way he speaks to them. So we'll wait and see there. But Roy, uh, Roy from experience, has um, he's texted in for Susan from Basildon. And, and yeah. let me just say, Susan's not banned. Gloss is banned, but I, I'll still read him out. Saying, Being banned from SEM breakfast is not as fun as it sounds. It's a dark place. <laughs> And I hope Susan from Barcelona comes out stronger and better for the band. Yeah. But <laughs> Roy knows. Well, Roy's been banned more than anyone. He is the David <laughs> Rich Jones of this uh, of this show, I'll tell you right now. 24 away from eight. We're going to get a breakaway and come back. Connor Blakely's a new Gold Coast Suns recruit. Uh, and don't forget, the cricket is on from 9 o'clock with Jared Waitley and all the crew. Day two of the Test match here at Optus Stadium. But the boys are in the studio. We make light of them, but they're a wonderful combination. Damien Martin and Paul Hazelby. They're out there. Uh, Mardo's doing a bit of real estate and Hayes is looking how he can make crypto. Uh, and then they've got a show <laughs> for uh, between 8 and 9. This is Scott Ingoss, SENW breakfast and we're here for Fleet Network. Frank Agassino, thanks for your support, great man. This is Breakfast. It's 23 to 8. Expectation on the Gold Coast Suns for season 2023 and a new name at the football club is a familiar name that we know here. 78 games with the Fremantle Football Club and that is Connor Blakely taken in the rookie draft yesterday. He joins Scotty and Goss this morning on SEM Breakfast. Uh, Connor, congratulations on on getting rookied, mate. Well done. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, mate. It's, um, yeah, it's nice. The, uh, the new song, I need to learn that. It's a good song, though. <laughs> yeah. like it's it. not a bad song. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you're not the only one that needs to learn it, mate. A few, they haven't sung it that much, to be quite honest with you. So, well, <laughs> 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 the only bloke at the club that doesn't know the word. <laughs> that's not fair, gosh. That's not nice at all. They want a few more, and they're on the right that's track. When you te- that's when you team talking about, mate. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, sorry. Hey, mate, how how confident were you of finding your way onto their their list? Did, were, did, were they all over you, and did they say they were going to take you in the rookie? Oh, well, that's last week, you guys. It was still, um, it was still sort of fifty-fifty, or maybe a little bit better than that. And then in the last couple of weeks, um, they definitely warmed to it, and it, it was pretty much all confirmed. And then, um, you know, my manager, my manager, and the list manager at the footy club both called me yesterday morning and said they're going to take me their first pick. Um, so, look, it was um, it was a strange feeling because I sort of booked my flight a couple of weeks ago, knowing that it was all all but confirmed. Besides, from if there was any interest from another club that would um, take me before then, but that wasn't the case. And um, yeah, man, you only need one club to be interested in you to um, to get a contract, and yeah, here I am. 
Oh, I know that feeling. Oh, I know that feeling. As long as someone wants you, mate, it's okay. Have you spoken to Stewie? Yeah. I you'll love Stewie, Joe. Oh, I'm assuming you've had a chat with him. I've actually spoken. Yeah, he, um, he sent me a message yesterday. But yeah, I think he'd be a little bit flat out at the moment. But um, look, I'm flying out today, and I'll um, I'll meet him in the flesh tomorrow. So um, yeah, very much looking forward to things. What's your expectation? When you go as a rookie, um, you obviously think you're good enough to be on their list proper and you also think you're good enough to probably be in the team. What, what expectation have you set yourself, Connor? Um, I guess it's uh, a unique or like a, a different situation to say a young rookie that's just come out of high school or TAC or whatever. Like I'm a mature age rookie, so um, time isn't necessarily on the side, which is totally fine. Like I've had eight years so far in the AFL and it's, I'm lucky enough to be extended. So... Um, definitely not there to just make up the numbers and be another number on the list. I'm definitely there to play senior footy, and um, yeah, I'm sure that there's, it's quite um, obvious that that's going to be the case from my point of view. So get there, get to work, meet everyone, and um, build relationships. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a business move, and um, I want to extend my career for as long as possible and hopefully contribute to their on-field success. Well, no doubt at all, they're on the right track, Connor, but they also also need some experience in that side as well. There's a lot of young guys that that need to lean on a on a senior player, and you go into that position uh, immediately. Um, is that and the rules have changed too for rookie listed players? You can get a game at, at any stage, so it is. It's not like you, there's a rookie list separate to the to the senior list. You can play at any time. Yeah, without a doubt, and. Um... I think now, like the sort of terminology behind a rookie, it's just basically you're on a different part of the list, but you can certainly play um, as much as possible. It's more so for salary cap things and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I actually had a chat with Jared Witts, the co-captain yesterday, and he said that um, they're really happy to have me on board and he's just um, really happy that there's another experienced player coming. Like, I haven't played a huge amount of AFL football per se, like 78 games, but been on the list for eight years um, and each year sort of learned a lot more so um, he was pretty pumped for from that point of view another sort of leader around the place so um, yeah it's, it's nice to hear that sort of reinforcement for something like that um, but at the same time I'm yeah, keen to get into it. Um, a couple of questions what are you doing right now are you packing the dishwasher or packing your suitcase what are you doing right now? Um, I'm actually organising just things around the house and <laughs> Got a few jobs to do today, so I'm just um, I was up I was up at about five this morning, just just doing things. I'm currently leaving the house, so there's a bit going on. I fly out at uh, at one thirty today, so I've got a few things to do. But, Fair um, enough. Fair look, enough. I've got my Airpo- I got my AirPods in, and um, you can do anything with your hands with the AirPods in. Right? <laughs> oh, technology's amazing. Uh, <laughs> this is a bloke, gosh, we're, oh, we've been a big fan of Connor since we've spoken to him, yeah, but. Yeah. Th- this is a man that's multitasking. I don't, I know. I don't get it. Oh, I know. He's doing that. Hey, have you, got, have you got a landscaping business? I do, I do. What are you, do, what are you doing with that? How, how, how's that? What's happening there then with you going over to the Gold Coast? Who's running that for you? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll bring my gear over with me. The good thing about it is that um, they're willing to fund sort of the... the um, moving away sort of allows with the car and trailer and things like that. So I'll, I'll keep it pretty low key. Like it's something that I just took away. So probably like if on the average, maybe eight, eight or so hours a week or maybe not even that, but, um, yeah, I'll continue doing that. Just part and parcel and actually, um, 
Moving into Sammy Collins' place for a week or so, and he's got a, um, a turf job happening as well, so I'll um, <laughs> help him out with that as well. Get on the tools straight away. Uh, good oh, wouldn't mind an update. Wouldn't mind a little character uh, appraisal of Sam Collins once you uh, get there. He seems an intense unit, um, very, very driven, uh, and quite a different cat. Yeah, well, I um, actually lived with Sammy when he first came to Freo. I was with him for a, about a year or so, and um, and yeah, he is. But he's he's a really genuine guy. But at the same time, he's um, he takes his footy very seriously. He's got a quite a quirky sort of sense of humour. But he's he's a ripper, guys. He's picked me up from the Brizzy Airport as well. He's very generous, so. Um, can't wait to get over there with him. Ah, that's very cool. Hey, mate, uh, the other question, a lot of people are texting in on our temperate bedshed text line, 0487 736 736. Is Connor taking his surfboards or is that a dumb question? <laughs> Look, um, not taking the surfboards at the moment. This is just for a couple of weeks period, um, pre-Christy, then come back for Christmas and then there will be a couple of boards taken over, but um, <laughs> there'll be more There'll be more footy boots and surfboards taken. Uh, good sure. man. Hey, mate, congratulations. We're absolutely thrilled for you. I know the family's thrilled for you, and there's a lot of Frio faithful have texted in this morning to say we wish you all the best. you got a chance to eat. And some uh, Eagles faithful, Goss. Yes, very true. Eagles yeah. faithful as well. We appreciate all their texts. Go get them, mate. Enjoy the couple of weeks over there before Christmas. Uh, train hard, get a game, and, and extend your wonderful career, and we look forward to seeing you get past the 100-game mark and, and, and beyond. And thanks for joining us today, and well done. Thanks, guys. And the other thing as well, what you said about the Freo fans, is that um, there's absolutely no bad terms or anything like that. Like, I loved my time at Freo, and it just didn't really work out in the end, but I'm very grateful for the eight years that I had, so I'm wishing them all the best. Just not that well against Arsenal. <laughs> uh, well spoken. No, I don't think any, I think you've handled yourself beautifully from, from all of that. We've always talked about your great years at Fremantle. It was a, it's tough getting a gig when they were going for the younger boys at the time with uh, less experience, but at the same time, mate, it's uh, another club has seen seen merit in taking you, so well done and appreciate your time today and travel safe. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. There he is doing lots of little chores on the run there, Scotty. is our Yeah, well, it's strange for us, but anyway, it's... Uh... I think he just needs to finish off with, look, I love my time at Fremantle. I love the supporters. I love the players. Uh, just hate the coach. He gave me the arse. Oh. <laughs> hey, the, the Brisbane Bullets uh, take on the Perth Wildcats tonight. And uh, John Rilly, the coach of the Wildcats, had this to say about tonight's expectation. We'll take a break. This is John Rilly, JR, the coach of the Wildcats. Whether it's the Brisbane Bullets or the Sydney Kings, we're going to prepare the same way. It has to be more about us. Uh, when we're, you know, a little hot and cold with our performances, it really comes down to us, our mentality, and, uh, you know, how we're prepared to sacrifice as individuals to be better for the team. today, Jared Waitley and the crew, day two of the test match here at Optus Stadium on the SEN network, but in the meantime between eight and nine, Scotty, we've got a couple of work experience kids in the studio. <laughs> right, help them out, help them out. What they like, you get a, you get a, a pretty good judgement of people, yeah. Goss, yeah. Uh, what are these two? Like any future or Good joke, Mr. Gossage. They're wearing ties. They're wearing ties to come in and press you. Watch with you work tomorrow and they come in. Are you doing the same again? Would you like a coffee, Mr. Gossage? <laughs> oh, no, don't go down that path, Hayes. It needs to be extra hot. And if you stuff it up, you won't hear the end of it. Boys, welcome. Are uh, you doing an hour? Uh, can we just shed some light on to why? <laughs> a bit of cricket, a bit of crick being played, so they've brought us in just for the hour. And uh, it's okay to talk, and I raised my hand, you've made eye contact. Speak your head. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's one hour, it's amazing. We brought coffee on in the way in. They didn't want to give us three days off in a row. I think that's why we're at uh, eight till nine. Of course, Mark Duffield, normally Monday to Wednesday, but it's a Thursday. 
So we're going to set the scene on this station in sport. Well, Can't Scott, wait. Scotty must have thought that cricket was already playing from like 7 a.m. onwards because he's not in here. I don't know what he's doing. He's taking Does an he holiday. Does he ever come in, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're just in a little bit of duress at the moment, but just pushing through as all soldiers do. I reckon there's only one full-time member of Bonnie's staff here. And I reckon you're looking at him. He makes him the I'm best the gigs in the world. Hey. That's all right. What happens when you do your own contracts, Goss? Get a manager, stop being a tight ass, and pay for a manager. (laughs) What do you got coming up on your show, boys? Something a bit different. We're going to talk about the Socceroos win overnight. Pretty special against Denmark. Did you watch it? I did. Yep. Mato? No, no. Watch the one guy. Watch the highlights. Yeah, watch the highlights. uh, We will be experts. Clint Bolton, he watched it, no doubt about that. Former goalkeeper for the Socceroos. Played four times. And Hamish Free. We're going to talk to him. A great story out of South Romano. Was playing for the Harvey Bulls just two years ago. And he didn't even watch the draft. He was watching test cricket. Got the the times wrong, Goss. And uh, his manager, Anthony Vanderwillen, gave him a call and said, mate, you've been drafted to North Melbourne. Goss, while I've got you, what is the moment that is the go-to? to for Scotty Cummings that he brings up because today I want to talk about special moments through sport that goal last night you know Michael Bevan's four to win the game and then Hayes casually walks past me and says don't forget 2006 (laughs) Hayes will be after the bell like I mean come on Cummings going at number 14 the best ever by an eagle Stop it. Yeah. That's just go. always ready to go, is it? Yeah. That was coming. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you number 14. 14. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, that, that must be uh, out there somewhere <laughs> to win the 2006 Western Derby. Don't know if you know, but I commentated the World Cup and produced a little oh. bit of magic. Uh, you, they've, they've, commentators around the world are running with this right now. Whackity whack whack. Bit of gold. You like that? Oh, we're going to have to throw that into our audio package as yeah, well for special moments. Hey, boys, looking forward to it. Uh, one hour. And so you're here again tomorrow? Doing the one hour as well? Nine till ten tomorrow because, of course, the Wildcat show, which Damien Martin should probably host, but Tim Gossage <laughs> is in charge of that show. Yeah, I'm not doing it tomorrow. Oh, mate, I've got a cashy with JL. <laughs> so I'm having tomorrow off. Anyway. So who's stepping up? Uh, no, we're just going to play the best off. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, well done, Scotty. Catch you tomorrow. Well done to you. Special K and well done to Lois. Thanks, boys. See you after 8 o'clock. Hayes and Marto in...